Let's jump in and take shot one. Here we go. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. Well, the lime took care of it, but fuck. It just burns like tequila should not. Not a fan. Man. God. If the first one stings that bad, you know the second and the third is going to be even worse. Ah, I'm good. <laughs> a jost, that's, please. That's a jost. This is what you sign up for. I know. Okay. All right. Here we go. Shot two. Shot two. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, these limes are getting old. I handled shot one and two like pretty easily. Uh-huh. And I just have a feeling like this one's gonna it's gonna fuck me. If you can't drink tequila on an empty stomach, then what's the point, you know? I mean, I think so. Yeah. Ready for it? Yeah. All right, shot three. Oh god. Fuck. That's how I know they're getting old. It didn't work. I know. I am more. Oh, there we go. Oh fuck. God. Me logro. It's not good. Damn. It's damn. not good. This is three shots in. Mila Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Mila dash gross. Expensive. That was the worst burp I think I've ever had in my life. Uh, did you? It literally just tasted like somebody like drank a gallon of Milagro and then threw up in my mouth. Did you, did some, some stuff come up a little bit when you burped? No, just the, the flavor. Yeah. Um, fix your thing. See, this is supposed to go up here. Your tension is not tense. How's that? It, it looks great, Jess. Wow. So I did what you wanted? You fixed you, the tension. I don't need to get you a tissue. You, you can stop crying now. You fixed the tension. Great. That's, that's I'm really, your I'm really glad. That's preventing yeah, your microphone you know, go ahead from, from mop shaking those tears around. up, sweetie. I'm tired of yeah. looking at them. I'm tired. In fact, you know what? You know what? You I'm you tired know, of oh, looking at your face. Oh, excuse me. You know what? I'm tired I'm of looking at I'm real sick of looking at, at your face. Because you're, you know what? Oh, no, Oh, you know what? Oh, God. I closed my fucking phone. And I hope, you know, I hope we didn't lose that live because that would be pretty bad. Oh, good. It's still right here. Anyway, you know what? So fuck you. You fuck you. I really don't, don't think me. we're related. No, no, no. no, no. I, I, I definitely oh. don't think oh. we're related. Yeah, no, we're you know the what? Same boat. You want to know I why? Because at... I'm not ugly as fuck. <gasps> or fat. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, that is. It's going to stay in. <laughs> Gloria, Gloria. <laughs> What did we say when the doorbell rang just now and no one was there? What? It, it's me. It's the demon. Yeah, it's the demon. I've come to take you. I'm going to take your body. Expensive doesn't always mean good. Jacob, stop it. I won't stop. You're such a weirdo. I will constantly push Woodkid. <laughs> Jacob has such a hard on for this French dude. She was like, you're an idiot. <laughs> She's like, I don't know how you don't like country music, but you love Toby Keith. It's different. Toby Keith, he is, he's something special. That's true. I don't want him to be, but he is. It's like, I, I didn't want Cardi or Doja to be either. Facts are facts and facts don't care about your feelings. Right? Yeah. I don't want it. It just is. Okay. I'm fucking drunk. That tequila hit me hard. That Milagro is strong as shit. Freaking gone. Freaking gone. Welcome back to Three Shots In, everybody. I'm Jess. I'm Jake. And we are Three Shots In. We just took three shots of uh, really crappy tequila. And that's saying a lot. We're a big fan of tequila. So I just would not have imagined that we could find a kind 
of gold tequila that we hated and I we did we did though there it is well especially one that is supposed to be far better than the swill that we normally drink mm, yes this is supposed to be like top tier mm-hmm reposado and not so much really let us down yeah the the bottle is it's pretty it's artistic yeah it's nice and tall i mean there's no real thought for like actually storing the alcohol yeah it's kind of a pricier tequila we were just talking Mm -hmm. about that on the live too uh tonight we're drinking i mean i'm sure this is a drink i just i'm not positive (laughs) uh i made gin rickies but in the style of a gimlet but with vodka. Couldn't we just call them vodka rickies? I literally wrote down vodka ricky, mm-hmm. but vodka rickies are stirred, not shaken. Gimlets are shaken, not stirred. So this is a- This is a this is a vodka ricky made like a vomlet. <laughs> a vomlet. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Let's yeah. keep that. Vomlet. It's on my list of favorites. It's a, it's a vomlet with club soda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what was wrong with us. The last time you and I were together recording, we mixed something and I thought it was almost the exact same ingredients and it tasted like a garbage. And you want to know why? Not, why? Because it was stirred and not shaken. That's so strange to me. I told you, shaking things just makes them better. That's weird. It's fact though. Who would have thought James Bond knew? He knew. He knew all. He knew it. What's the topic, Jess, for the night? I'm glad you asked. So the topic for, for tonight, um, we have titled... The monster made me do it. And so what we did was we endeavored to find stories about people committing crimes and then blaming their crimes on some other evil, typically, entity. And so I think Jacob went for the possession route. Big surprise. Wow. I'm just saying you kind of, you know, you just you go for, you know, whatever is the people pleaser. And how can I blame you? You know, how else are you supposed to get the popular vote? Um, wow. (laughs) I dug a little deeper. I found something else, something we've never talked about before. Uh, you know, because I'm creative. Uh, That's actually not true because what you're talking about, I have talked about before. Oh, have you? I have. Are you talking about one time in a Patreon only episode? No one here has heard it. No one who's listening right now. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So you what? You're going to steal it. You're going to make it look like it was your idea. It was mine. Mm-hmm. Well, if it, how the fuck is anyone listening right now? Everyone stop what you're doing. Give us three to five dollars a month and listen to it before you listen to Jessica. <laughs> I was my idea first. I swear it wasn't even an idea and it wasn't even that big of a crime. He didn't even kill anybody. He just said he wanted to and that their name had to be Keith. And if you want more information on that, I understand that was very vague and confusing. If you want more information on that, you can listen to our special 4th of July episode that we released uh, over the summer. And that's available on our Patreon. So let's hop on this wheel spin. Let's spin it. Oh, we got name a bad or weird habit. Uh Oh, Hmm. Um, I, I've noticed recently, uh, I like to have like three drinks at the same time. You noticed recently this. I recently noticed that. Yeah. How you'll have a mug with coffee, a mug with tea, a glass with water and an open can of soda. Yes. Recently. I noticed that. Uh, how Jessica, don't you clean up your like nine glasses and mugs that just end up around the house throughout the day? I do. Actually, yeah, I almost always clean up my own cups. Yeah, you know what I also clean up when I'm cleaning up all those cups? What? 
your fucking cups because you do the same bullshit, but you don't actually recognize it. You're going to talk shit to me. You're going to, you're going to give me shit for not noticing my cups. You're all open. You're all (laughs) open my shit, (laughs) but you're not going to notice all your fucking cups. Uh, no, I know exactly what cups are mine because they're in the Jake spots and they are right here, right Mm -hmm. in front of me. Yes. My right. You know, quote unquote desk right here. Right. Your workstation. And then my other quote unquote desk. Other workstation. Yes. That's where they, that's where my things end up. And also in your room next to your bed. Yeah. But that. And also, uh, on the TV tray beside Terry's, uh, desk. False. I found them there. False. Okay. I have found drinks there that Terry has blamed on you. That makes sense. But that is not I, Rabbi. Not at all. Mm. And the whole room thing, okay? Room thing. The room thing. The the leaving cups and glasses and whatnot mm. in my room. All right. Uh, that's not a thing anymore, okay? Why? Because you've because got a girlfriend to impress? your boy's taken <laughs> and he's got to keep that room spotless. Uh, Australia person. I know. You were too late. Too late. You know, I was here, you know, I gave you plenty, plenty, plenty of time mm-hmm. to just shoot me an email, you know? Mm-hmm. Couldn't even do it. I know. All I wanted was an oi, cunt. That's you know, not, not Australian. A, that That's good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> Jacob. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. Okay. So my weird uh, habit or what, what, what was it completely was the question again? Is bad or weird habit. Bad or weird. Uh, yeah. Is having too many drinks at one time because I want all of them and I don't think about having them at all at once. I just know I want them all at once. Yeah. That's going to be considered a bad habit. It's also weird. Mm, but it's more bad than weird. I'm saying it's both regardless of the okay. ratio. Sure. Uh, I have a weird habit. I know. <laughs> so my weird habit is once I put shoes on, okay. I don't really like to take shoes off. Odd. Like like I will. And if I'm out somewhere and I take my shoes off, like that's a whole different thing. But if I'm home, like if I get home from work, my shoes will stay on. Yep. Until bedtime. Until bedtime and then shoes come off. Yeah. And whatnot. But- the, the weird habit is that when I'm home, if my shoes come off, the next time I go to put shoes on, I change my socks. Okay. Do you I, have, do you have sweaty feet? No. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that was a weird thing uh, until recently when I was told you're a weirdo. By? Uh, by Lindsay. Ah, uh, your yeah. loving new girlfriend. Yes. Who considered that to be weird. Yes. I agree. Uh, she also thinks it's weird that I put shoes on to go outside because she would just go outside real quick, like either barefoot or in socks. That makes sense to me. Absolutely not. (laughs) Like I will go and put socks and shoes on just to walk it in the garage. Honestly, I will too. There's a lot of like bugs in there and stuff and I don't want to step on one on accident because that's happened to me. Well, yeah, she's a lot more country than I will ever be. So yeah, well, that's not not hard to do for us considering where we grew up. That's true. And where we grow up was California, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Uh, Southern California. San Fernando Valley. Los Angeles County. Um, well, all right. I think we I think we answered the question. We definitely did. So I believe it would be time, Jessica, for you to talk about your thieving story that you claim to be original. It is. It's super original. It's, I mean, if it's not original, it certainly is superior. So here we go. The monster made me do it. I decided to talk about something I, I at least, haven't talked about before. Uh, you definitely haven't talked about it with stories as cool as these. And by cool, I mean morbid and graphic 
and uh, not safe for work. So here we go. All right. Mine was funny. Mine's not that funny. <laughs> I mean, we will. What's what's funny about it is that it shouldn't be funny and we'll probably be judged for thinking about it as funny, but we will and we'll make fun of it. And then before you know it, you know, the story will be over and everyone will be commenting about how terrible it was. Here we go. First up, um, I decided little little background. I decided to look up. Uh, it's the monster made me do it. So I thought, okay, werewolves. Um, has anyone out there claimed that they were out of their control and they were fully at the mercy of their own animalistic desires because of some kind of curse in their blood? And uh, lo and behold, several people. Here we go. The werewolf of Dole. Where, oh, Dole, uh, like Hawaii. No. Oh. Not, not, do not think about pineapples. <laughs> um, this guy whose name I will try to pronounce, I believe, is Gilet or, or Gil. <laughs> I'm going to say Gil. Gil Garnier. Oh, so he it makes like shampoo. Shamp- it looks like the shampoo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and if that's not how you pronounce it, I don't care. That's close enough. Gil Garnier lived in Dole, France mm-hmm. in the 1570s. Uh, Gil lived with his wife, kind of isolated from the town, and he was considered a hermit, wasn't seen coming into town very often for really anything. Um, but he also wasn't really seen as a threat. It was just kind of, you know, mild meek, kept to himself, no big deal. It's just him and his wife living out in the, the wilderness, coming into town only so often. Now, Dole, which was a small sort of country town, began experiencing mass child disappearances. Mm. Odd. And by mass, I obviously don't mean thousands. It was a small little town. So anything more than three was considered mass for them, especially since this all happened, I believe, in the same year. I could be mixing that up, but... Mass child disappearances, some of these children were eventually found mutilated, some even ripped apart. Now, after enough of these children went missing, the town decided something's probably wrong. <laughs> Perhaps. There, it, there could be something wrong here that we should be paying attention to. Um, and obviously, it was a werewolf. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's right. obviously the logical thing to right, go to. to conclude. Um, and there were a number of reported sightings of an odd wolf-like creature skulking around the farms. That's that's mm-hmm. what brought them to this conclusion. So right. a werewolf, obviously, is plaguing them. Um, and because it's a werewolf, it must be more active at nighttime. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they thought, you know what? Action has got to be taken. They reached out to the authorities at the time and an order was passed down that the werewolf had to be shut the fuck down that's yeah that was almost verbatim what it said so uh the men in the village began a search in the night for this monster to their own horror after a few nights of searching they came across a man just along the border of the town hunched over the body of a child very sadly Mm -hmm. they instantly seized him and for some reason asked if he was married and then arrested his wife as well. Right. So during his trial, of course, this was Gil Garnier, who we talked about in the beginning. I think it's Garnier. Garnier. Gil Garnier. Gil Garnier uh, confessed that there were forces other than himself at work. Mm. He claimed a demon visited him and gave him an ointment. Oh. 
and this ointment would turn him into a wolf. Um, now, I feel like what you may be picturing in your mind is a young man, young-ish, late, yeah, late 30s? About 30s, yeah. Um, Gil Garnier was an elderly man. How elderly are we talking? Old enough, his wife as well, that they were often going hungry as a result of Garnier being far too old for consistent work. His body was failing him. I mean, that could be anything, you know? He, I mean, he was very old. She was as well. That's that's what I read. I didn't I didn't have yeah. enough time to dig really really deep into that. But he was strong enough to chase down kids and. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Maybe he lured them in. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. kids are pretty easy when it comes to that kind of stuff. But forget we said that because we don't want you to try it at home. He applied the ointment to himself, and when he did so, just like um, the devil said he would, the demon. I'm sorry. He became a wolfman a creature with no control over its own hunger and rage, and he confessed that he had killed two boys and two girls and cannibalized them. He also confessed that he brought leftovers home to Wifey. Wifey had a, a good so, belly full of, of child meat. So Wifey was, in fact, at least somewhat guilty in this. Oh, but maybe not. Maybe like... Not sure. Yeah, maybe she not didn't sure. know she was eating child. Right. It seemed, it may have seemed to her like, oh, he went hunting and he came back with this inexplicable meat, probably from a deer or whatever. A deer, mm -hmm. perhaps. You know what? Uh, he may have, you know, poached on this guy's land and killed, you know, one of his calves. Right. Something like that. Either way, um, she ate it. No questions asked. Uh, she was super hungry. She depended on him. Blah, blah, blah. So, uh, historically... It is uncertain whether this this story I have just given you was given willingly by him or whether it was motivated to, in order to end the torture that was being enacted upon him. The whole town was very convinced that he was indeed a werewolf, and so they they tortured him pretty nonstop uh, until he confessed. Right. Which he did. Um, now, uh, Garnier, he was found guilty uh -huh. of lycanthropy, lycanthropy, uh, but also witchcraft for having used the cursed ointment knowing that it would change him into at least a dangerous animal. And so he was sentenced to burn at the stake. Oh. You know, as they are. And so they did indeed burn him. On January 18th, 1573, uh, he was burned at the stake. And it's wondered even today if he was just used as a scapegoat by the townspeople for the tragedy of losing several children all at once. Which was totally possible, but obviously not easy to stomach. So maybe because of all that loss and all that tragedy, they wanted someone to blame. They're not yeah. sure. And they were like, hey, he's old. Yeah. He's going to die anyway. He's weird. He lives on the edge of town. We don't really like him. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Let's all shake hands on it. And uh, we're going to get him burned at the stake. Next up. Next. In Estonia. Estonia? Estonia. Nice. Yes. The eastmost... Uh, easternmost boundaries of the Holy Roman Empire in 1691. A young 18-year-old man called Hans. <gasps> Hans. Yes, Hans was persuaded by the judge at his trial to confess that a man dressed all in black that looked a lot like Satan, mm. weird, had turned him into a wolf, which resulted in authorities hunting him in his animal state for two whole years. Oh. Yeah. Um... Now marks on his leg did he did present these marks these these bite marks teeth marks 
on his leg to the court to show them he had been bitten by a werewolf. Uh Um, However, they were somehow astute enough and able to compare these marks he showed them to the marks left on someone else by a regular dog, and they matched Mm. according to, you know, what they were able to put together. So uh, regardless of that, it, it, I mean, it really didn't matter because the judge decided that um, making deals with Satan was enough and the werewolf part just was irrelevant. Didn't really matter if it was true or not. And so he was uh, sentenced to death regardless. That'll happen. Yeah. I mean, he did say he willingly worked with Satan. So yeah, he was well, just asking for it. I mean, you see Satan following you around for a while. Right. You know, you, yeah. you got two options. You either work for him. You do or, something about it. Or he gets you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, there you go. Next up. Oh, that was a quick one. Yeah. Okay. Um, next up is the Livonian werewolf. Believe it or not, only a year after, after Hans was executed. You know, because what's the point in wasting time? Another elderly man, similar to the first story. <laughs> um, his name was, it looks like Thies. Thies of Kaltenbrunn. He claimed that the devil made him a similar offer as the first story. What he implied, anyway, is that he accepted the offer. Um, regretted it afterwards, you know, I mean... Like you do. Yeah. I, it's just so hard to know exactly what the devil is promising. Yeah. He says one thing, but you don't really know what you're going to get. Yeah, uh, a snake. Right. Total serpent. And so, uh, good old Thies of Colton Brune, he made this deal, regretted it afterwards, was turned into a werewolf, and uh, he explained that a bunch of other werewolves who felt the same way he did felt super gypped about the whole dealing with the devil thing, decided to join forces with him in hell in order to resist and fight Satan and all his uh, witches. Huh. Yes. Thies claimed he was a good werewolf. In fact, he called himself a hound of God. Unfortunately, the court thought that this was total bullshit and they had him (laughs) flogged and then they banished him. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so they heard this story and they were like, mm, I don't believe you. And they flogged him and then they banished him. So he didn't die. They flogged him and banished him. Where was this story? This one, I really don't know where Colton Brun is, but I'm pretty sure it's German. It sounds German. Yeah. Because that. Livonian. The, the whole, like, I'm a good werewolf. I'm a hound of God. <laughs> that's, uh, that's from Penny Dreadful. Mm. Remember, remember, remember the, remember the gay, uh, like, Museum, like historian guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was lupus day. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. That was, that was the hound of God. Yes, yes, yes. Lupus day. I remember that. Okay. (gasps) Mr. Chandler. So I have two more. Sorry. I love the show. I know you do. Continue. I remember. I also love it. Just so you know, just for the record. So uh, next up, Manuel Blanco Roma Santa a.k.a. Spain's first ever documented serial killer. Oh. Yes. Now, uh, Manuel, he was given the name the Werewolf of Alariz in the mid-1800s. Manuel was unique in his childhood, at least, his his story, his upbringing, um, because Manuel was raised by his, I believe, his parents. I don't know if he had a single parent, a mom or a, a mother or a father, but he was raised as a girl until he was six. Weird. Right. But interesting to note, like, okay, well, you know, psychologically, like, what did that do to him? Whatever. Uh-huh. 
So at six, it was doctors who revealed to his parent or parents that he was actually male. Apparently they didn't know before or didn't bother to check. I I really don't know. Uh, Now, when he grew up, he was able to work his way out of that. He got married, uh, became a tailor. Unfortunately, his wife passed in 1833. So he decided to become a traveling salesman. Okay. And because he'd spent his whole life in the Spain slash Portugal area, he also offered services as a guide to those traveling through Spain and Portugal. Okay. Now, Manuel first murdered a man attempting to collect a debt from him. Super inconvenient. He did not have the money to pay him back. Yeah, what a dick. I know. But, uh, you know, after that was done, it was kind of, you know, like the levy broke. Uh, He went on to murder several people who hired him as a guide. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently Manuel, he he was not a very smart werewolf because he he started getting whispered about uh, in the towns. Apparently he frequented all the exact same ones. Uh, So they began to recognize him and um, noticed that he seemed to be selling his victims clothing after killing them. (laughs) So the people he had been with a couple days before would disappear and suddenly he would be selling the clothes that they had seen these people in, I guess. Mm. Uh, Not to mention, he was also suddenly, you know, uh, in possession of many bars of newly made soap out of nowhere. And it just so happens that at this time in the 1800s, soap was made mostly with animal fat. And they're pretty sure he made it out of human fat. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. That's gross. I know. Ew. Um, I wonder how soft... It made your skin. <laughs> it was probably silky smooth, yeah, honestly. Seriously. Um, now, uh, eventually, you know, the, all these whispers going around, someone reported him, uh, had officials look into what was going on with him, and he was arrested. Yeah, that happens. After he was arrested, Manuel admitted to 13 murders, but explained that he had been cursed with lycanthropy when they occurred. However, sadly, he could not transform when he was asked to prove it because he <laughs> explained that the curse had passed by that time. Oh. It it wore off. Yeah, it already... Thank God. It already went through its course. Right. It was gone. He was very grateful for that. He tried to explain that to the, the judge and all the people who were responsible for deciding his fate as yeah. well. So, I mean, he he confessed to 13 murders. He ended up acquitted of about four of those. Because uh, I guess the deaths were actually, they read the reports that were taken by the people who found the bodies and stuff. And it really did seem like those four in particular had been murdered by real wolves. (laughs) Unfortunately, Manuel was found guilty of all the other ones and he was sentenced to death. Um, He's a little slippery though, because he managed to snag a life sentence when a French hypnotist evaluated him psychologically and petitioned for his life with the belief that Manuel was suffering from delusions and wanted to study him further. However, this would not happen because Mm -hmm. Manuel died of stomach cancer within his first year of prison. (laughs) And now the last story I have on my list of the monster made me do it. It goes back. So the last one was in like the mid to late 1800s, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Early, actually. Whoops. 1800s. This one goes back to the late 1500s, which I believe is around when the first story happened. So this happens to be one of the more famous stories of werewolf crimes. Okay. Uh, And uh, it consists of a man named Peter Stump. 
with two Stump. with two peas. Stump. Peter was a wealthy farmer who lived in a town called Bedburg in Rhineland. So the story begins with horror settling into Bedburg when people began finding first just cattle mutilated in their fields. It started happening more and more, started to get a little suspicious, and then before they knew it, things took a very sharp turn for the worse when bodies of townspeople were discovered in the very same fields. A wolf preying on the town was what nearly everybody thought. Nobody thought it was murder at that point. Uh-huh. The creature, quote-unquote, however, was constantly evading capture, uh, evading being killed, even after losing its left paw in a chase. So later that same year, a hunting party gathered with several hunting dogs, and they were like, fuck this fucking werewolf. Like, we're going to catch this. Well, I guess not werewolf. We're going to catch this wolf, like, for good. Yeah. It's missing a foot. Like, there's no way it's going to outrun us. We've got horses. We've got dogs. Right. Let's find it tonight and make sure that it ends now. So they take their dogs, they take their horses, and they are finally able to corner and capture this creature. However, they are very surprised that when they approach it, it's not a creature at all. Not a wolf, but Peter Stump, who was missing his left hand. Huh. Yes. And if you remember, the wolf, at least, the creature, they claimed to be hunting before then, before that night, had lost its left paw. So they, right. they made note of this. Um, now, the townspeople were absolutely infuriated, and they did subject Peter to torture on a rack, among several other things, apparently. And during his torture, he did confess that he'd made a deal with the devil when he was only 12. The devil had given him a magical belt that turned him into a werewolf. And uh, since then, since, since getting this belt from the devil, he had murdered, he confessed, 14 children and two pregnant young women... He confessed further that he had eaten their flesh and ravished their bodies, and these confessions included further the murder of his own son and the sexual abuse, the ravishing, you might say, of his, own, of his own daughter. Ew. Yes, I know. Now, Peter, obviously, found guilty. Right. But he was sentenced to a fate perhaps worse than, than death. Okay. Um, he would eventually die, but it, it would take a while. Okay. He was sentenced to be strapped to what was called at that time a breaking wheel. And on this wheel... I feel like I know this. Uh-huh. Perhaps. On this wheel, there there was a superstition that because there was a chance he was a werewolf and people weren't too sure what that meant at the time. Not that they know better now. It's more that now fewer people believe in it. Whereas at that time, everybody did pretty much. Now they wanted to ensure that after his death, he wouldn't just come crawling back out of the grave. Right. So on the breaking wheel, they broke all four of his limbs with the blunt end of an axe. Uh-huh. Uh, once that was done, they would take red hot pincers and with those pincers, strip the flesh off of his bones one piece at a time. Ah. Yes. Eventually, uh, they would behead him and then display his head on a pole in order to dissuade others from cutting, you know, deals with Satan. Yeah, 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 I can't have that. No, like, hey, this is a really bad idea. Here's why. You saw what happened to the last guy. Right. Nobody wants to end up on this breaking wheel, I don't think. Now, just for good measure, they did throw on his daughter and his mistress. O onto the wheel? Onto the wheel, yes. Oh, they were no. They were flayed, strangled, and then burned. Oh. Just to make sure. Yeah. 
I mean, right. better safe than sorry. Gotta cover your bases. Yeah. So, um, historians look back at this this account, and uh, they do note that um, the this incident uh, took place, I guess, in a region that at the time had been seized by the Catholics, mm-hmm. and that Peter's death, because he, I did note in the beginning, he was a wealthy farmer. Um, his death would mean that the church would inherit his wealth. So. Mm-hmm. If he had died, he would not only leave them wealth, but they could also use him as an example and a warning of the consequences of opposing them, opposing the Catholic Church, yeah, uh, to any remaining Protestants, because that was still an issue. When, of course, his land titles and deeds would have went all to his wife and child. Or, you know, they took care of that, remember? And they, they got rid of that problem. Yeah. He didn't have a wife. Yeah. Um, and the, the children were taken care of. No big deal. Yeah, sounds dirty. I'd believe it. Yes. Yeah. Dirty. Dirty business. Dirty bastards. Dirty, dirty bastards. So uh, I got to say, of all the stuff I found, I don't think any of these were actually werewolves. I think they were either crazy people. Yeah. Or they just, like, fuck, they just wanted the torture to end and they would say well, anything at that point. I got to say, the only thing that that provided some uh, some trivial thought was the the fact that they knew that they had cut a paw off of a wolf mm-hmm. and that they went to chase a wolf yet found a man who was also missing a hand. Right. Like that right there is a little, is is interesting. If it's true, it is damning. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is impossible to ignore, but because it's so old and because true. there is all Stories this- shift over time. Yeah. Right. You know, give a story 500 years, it's going to change a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, could be totally true. Who knows? Yeah. It could also be, I don't know, you think medieval times, you think rain and cold and snow and stuff like that. So maybe he was wearing furs when he committed all these murders and, and apparently kidnappings and stuff like that. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe somebody in the dark because there's no, there are no street lamps. Yeah. You know, they just. No track suits. Exactly. There's he, was, no, he wasn't wearing a North Face jacket. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Nothing reflective. And so somebody just literally takes a shot in the dark, removes a paw, and he, I can only assume, like howls, and then runs off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're able to find him and they're like, see, look, we fucking got you, you son of a bitch. And he's like, yeah, you did. But like, I wasn't an animal when you did it, though. And they're right. like, shut up, get on this rack. We're going to yeah. torture you and then say what we want you to say. Yeah, get on this wheel, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, our wheel isn't anything like that wheel. No, 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 no. I mean, if our wheel had a person attached to it, mm-hmm. I think it'd collapse. I don't think it's a sturdy enough wheel. Right. Well, our wheel isn't big enough for yeah. a person to be on it. A but. child, maybe. Sure. Yeah, we could probably, you know, break the limbs and tear the flesh off of a child if we were if so we, inclined. If, right. If we really wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> but again, I, I, this I child guess. this child couldn't be more than than six, seven years old. Right. You know, otherwise he's just too big for the wheel. Right. Well, I mean, if if we ever want to do that, I'm not saying we will. I'm just saying we have right. the resources. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and now the knowledge. Right. Right. Which is key. It is. If I would have, if you would have told me we're going to strap someone to a wheel and we need to break their arms and legs, like I would have been like, well, how do I go about that? You know, do you, do you put like logs under their arms and then hit it with a sledgehammer? You know, like, but that's, that's like two whole steps. Right. 
just turn an axe around. So simple, so efficient. Yes. Yeah. Surprisingly convenient. Yeah. If, if, if what you're after is indeed breaking limbs. Like if I was crazy, I would have taken down notes about that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like how to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Luckily though, I'm not crazy. <laughs> do have a good memory though. Well, there you go. That's all I got. That's all of my, the monster made me do it stories. Well, I mean, that was pretty convincing, pretty damning. That at least that last one, everything else, you know, those guys are little liars. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like all of them are either big liars or uh, they're not just big liars. They're also big liars who really just want to say whatever they have to, to not be tortured anymore. That That's also true. They were like, hey, we know you're a werewolf. Confess. Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm not. not. I'm, I'm just a crazy serial I'm killer. I'm just a murderer. <laughs> no, confess or we'll break your limbs. Homie. We know you made a deal with Satan. Say it. Homie, I'm confessing. I'm telling you right now. I'm just a murderer. <laughs> I Fuck mur- you. I literally have told you that I murdered children and pregnant women and cannibalized them. What more do you want? Tell us about Satan. Yeah. Yeah. Bastards. Mm-hmm. Always want the confession. They always do. Yeah. I, I hated it when that happened. Right? Yep. Like, no, I'm not going to confess. You know. Stop trying to get me to confess. I won't do I'm it. I'm not going to confess. I won't do it. You know, like show me the CCTV or it's not real. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Dang. Well, it's time for break. We need some refills. I need, I need, I need to pee. I need something to give me energy. I made salsa. No, not that. No, not that. I think I'm going to have cereal. Uh, cereal will give you energy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you have like four hour year, four hour year old, <laughs> four hour old steeped tea in the kitchen. Mm, I disagree. No? Yeah, I disagree. I'm actually, I'm pretty certain it's exactly four hours old. If you can't prove it, you're wrong. I did just say those words. So, all right. Yeah. All right. Time for break. Time for break. Boy. See you guys soon. Or we, no, we won't. I got a message for all you liberals out there. You want my gun, my firearm? Come take it from me. Just walk through my door, come into my home, and take it from me. With your weak, soft, liberal, girlish hands. Just try to put those hands on me. Those soft, liberal hands. Put them on me, on my body. Just slowly, gently dragging your fingers up and down my arm, giving me goosebumps. You want my gun? Come kiss me for it. But not like right away. Don't be too obvious with it. Let's do that thing where we our faces get close to each other. And you know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. You just stare at each other's lips. But you're waiting for the right signal to give yourself over to them completely. Like in a walk to remember. Come do that for my gun. Bite my lip and play with my hair for my fire run. If you want my gun, come spank me for it. Not like not, not like too hard, but like like still hard you know like 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 hurt me but make me feel safe at the same time (laughs) pussy liberals can you are you can you send those no damn it i can't send videos i can send the links send the link last time kyle did you guys all gave him shit because you were like ew i have to download an app was super sus <laughs> the link that he sent yo 
I'm hopping all around, I'm a pink bird I'm walking all around, better drink some Wawa I'm just Flamingo, I'm coming on your shoreline Here I go, I'm gonna peacefully drink, yo I'm slowly creeping up to your front yard Nothing threatening here, I'm just a Flamingo I'm a Flamingo and I'm coming up to you Oh, is that your child? I'm gonna rip out his motherfucking eyeball I'm gonna rip out his goddamn eyeball I'm a flamingo, I'ma rip out your eyeball I'm a flamingo and I get up in your child's eyeball No more eyeball, child bitch <laughs> Time for grandma Time for grandma <laughs> Shelly Duvall. <laughs> I loved it. I'm going to have to watch it now. You will. Hold on. This is the, the song that she sings about her like massive town bully fiance before she meets Popeye. I look ugly. Ludo's ugly all night. <laughs> the hat's ugly. Ludo's distinguished. He's distinguished all right. Distinguishably ugly. <laughs> he's tall, good looking, and he's large. <laughs> he's large. I have something for you to see. Okay. It's a it's a gender reveal. Rutro. Picked the wrong cannon. I picked the wrong cannon. It's not a boy. Wait, I feel so bad. What do I do? I'll pick the wrong cannons. I picked the wrong cannon. It's a girl. Go tell Josh. What are you eating, Jacob? California Pizza Kitchen. Mmm, masculine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's delicious, Jessica. The most masculine things well, are... Well, protein. Everyone on Parlor is calling me the Honduran. And we're back from our break. So, Jacob, we're supposed to be moving into your story after spinning this after wheel. After spinning the wheel, Jessica. I knew that. That's where it was going. Why do you always doubt me? You always go to the very worst place. All right. Don't, don't. <laughs> it's so quiet. Oh no, we, I didn't put the didn't... microphone next to the wheel. I'm sorry. Okay. Did, did that pick up on our audio? All right, we got, you know what I never want to clean. <laughs> Oh, wow. I know. I know what I never want to clean. What do you never want to clean? I never want to clean my clothes. Yeah. I hate doing laundry. Mm -hmm. I hate it so much. I am one of those people 
that will like when it's time to do laundry, you know, like you're like, oh shit, like I have to do laundry in the next like three days. Yeah. You know, I'll go and I'll buy clothes that way it, I don't need to buy, I don't need to do laundry for like another week. No, I'm lying. If, if I had the money, I would too. Yeah. That's what I do. <clears throat> but then, but then it just makes it worse and worse because then like the there's next even time more to do. Yeah. There's even more. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, for me, I just generally wish I didn't have to clean anything at all. I do, there is some like, what's the word? It's kind of therapeutic for me to do dishes. Mm. Um, I like having an excuse to listen to my podcasts and stuff because otherwise, like in order to like get the full experience, I just have to find somewhere to listen by like laying down on the couch and like playing games on my phone or in, in my room or whatever. Right. But, uh, so I don't mind dishes. I don't mind sweeping um, dusting is also fine. Generally I can clean. I wish I didn't have to do any, uh, as far as stuff, I wish I never had to clean ever, ever. I don't want to say toilets. Cause I feel like that's the thing. Everybody doesn't want to clean. I feel like it's too basic. Like it's the obvious choice. Right, you, know? you, can, you can clean a toilet pretty quickly. You I just know? don't like it though. It's really fast. I, I understand. I just don't like it. I am though. I think I'm, I think I might copy you. I think mine's also laundry. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. I wish my clothes that I want could just be clean when I'm ready for them. Yeah. One day we'll be rich enough. Rich to enough. We just leave our laundry by the door and someone will just grab it, go yeah. do it and bring yeah, it back man. to us that all. Sounds like, that sounds like a wonderful future. Yeah. All folded and pressed and mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. Corn starched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. All of it. Mm -hmm. One day. One day we will get there. I feel like that'll be one of the first major podcast purchases. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. would be laundry service. Right. Yes, definitely. I don't like to do it. Terry doesn't like to do it. We don't like to fold them or put them away afterwards either. Yeah. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Well, hey, so that was fast. Yeah, that was quick. That was, I mean, well, when it comes to things we don't want to clean, I mean, we know what we don't want to clean. True. So I believe then it would be time for me to, to tell my tale. You're very much paranormal story. Of the monster made me do it. Yes. Which monster? What did the monster make them do? Uh, I liked to title mine, the devil made me do it. That um, is, that is the title of my, my story for the evening. Interesting. So I will be, be telling two, two tales. Interesting. Of, of cases in which El Diablo, El Diablo mm -hmm. was responsible allegedly for crimes. <laughs> Very well. So obviously, right, the devil made me do it is an easy and possibly overused defense. I don't think it's overused, like really overused, but just when you hear it, you're like, mm, yeah, bullshit, you know? Right. It's been used enough that it kind of seems like something people fall back on so that they can be looked at as crazy and not evil. Right. Uh, I found that even, even Ted Bundy mm -hmm. claimed that he was possessed when he committed his murders and mm -hmm. therefore he was not guilty. Right. Yeah. So, first person, Ronald DeFeo Jr. Ah, DeFeo, you say? DeFeo, a.k.a. the real Amityville horror. Mm. The real one, not the not the fake one with the terrible sequels. Right. Yes. Yes. So, the evening of November 13th, 1974, 23-year-old mm -hmm. Ronald DeFeo fanatically... Oh. <laughs> I, I couldn't read my own writing. <laughs> he frantically, not fanatically, <laughs> he frantically burst into a local bar in Amityville, Long Island, New York. He asked for help because he believed that his mother and father had both been shot 
He believed that they had? He believed that they had been shot. He said, I believe they have been shot. I believe my mother and father have been shot. Oh. Yeah. The uncertainty must have been awful. uh, Yeah, no one knew, Right. right? Yeah. So, obviously, someone called the police, and the police showed up at the bar and were like, hey, man, like, what's up? And they questioned him. Yeah. And he was he believed that his mother and father had been shot at his home. Right. And so they went to search his house and they did indeed find that his mother and father had been shot and they were both dead. Uh, they also found that his two sisters and two brothers had been shot and yes. killed. All six members of the family had been shot with a uh, 35 lever action rifle. Mm-hmm. Okay, so old school. Loud? Very loud. Uh, what baffled the investigators was that all six victims had been laying face down in their bed and had been shot in the back. And the, the weapon that was used to kill them had no suppressor of any kind. Therefore, it was super loud right. without any any way of trying to, to quiet it. Uh, yet it seems that none woke up from the sound of any other gunshot. Right. His mother and father were shot twice. His four siblings each shot once, mm-hmm. but all dead. Uh, at first, they thought that multiple shooters must have been involved uh, in order to achieve killing all six without anyone waking up. Mm-hmm. Until Ronald DeFeo Jr. confessed to all six killings. Ah, uh, it was him the whole time. I know. I know. He confessed. Wow. He claimed that a voice in his head had urged him to kill his parents. But once he started, he couldn't stop. A force had taken over. (gasps) Lost all control. Yep. And after killing his family, he then took a bath, got rid of his clothes that were, you know, covered in blood. The voice told him to bathe. Did. And he went to work like any normal day. And then after he was leaving work, that was when he vaguely recalled the memory of killing his parents. Mm. And he ran for help in a local bar. The voice was wanted to make sure he didn't miss a day at work without coming right. in, of course. Right. And so during his trial, DeFeo claims to have been possessed, right? His lawyers tried to, to fight for an insanity plea. But the judge was like, no, fuck you. And he was sentenced to six consecutive 25 to life sentences. Ah. Yeah. Good. Wonderful. Yes. yes. Very good. Very good. Because bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> now, it is weird, though, right? Like... Mm. All six of them were face down in their bed. Right. That's a detail. I've heard that story several times. Um, That's a detail that stands out for everybody. That's weird. Um, Obviously, that's not the first time someone's gone on a murder spree on their own family in the middle of the night. Like, unfortunately, that's happened a a couple of times. Uh Uh-huh. Probably several, actually. But in those cases, you always had someone waking up, even when the weapon was uh, not a firearm. So someone could have a bat or an axe or something. People hear it. It's loud. Murdering someone, period, is loud. Yeah, typically. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that that's that's something that really freaks people out. Uh, um, the, the podcast I listen to with the host whose name makes you laugh every time I say it, Dan Cummins. Yeah. Um, he talked about this. And he, he's a skeptic, kind of like dad. He doesn't really think anything's really real. Um, he thought he was totally full of shit, but that one detail, he was like, that's fucking weird. It is. Yep. Like you hear people dying, especially that the parents weren't shot just one time. It was twice, you know? So that, 
that uh, that that stumped him. That's that that stumps everybody. Yeah. Who knows? Perhaps he was possessed. The devil managed to cover everybody's ears. Yep. Also. Yep. It's possible. Maybe. Don't know. Neither do I. Could be anything. Could be could be witchcraft. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. What did what did we say in the finale question that um, Bowie was afraid of when he was high on cocaine? Uh, tree was spirits. It, <laughs> was it was it witches? Witches. Aliens, tree spirits, and dead relatives, I thought. It was, it was semen stealing, stealing witches. <laughs> semen stealing witches. <laughs> that sounds terrifying, okay? <laughs> so the next one, uh, you may you might know this. I did ask you multiple times and you said no. So okay. we are going to roll with you don't know this. So Arne Cheyenne Johnson. Could be Arnie, A-R-N-E, Arne. Probably Arnie. Arnie. Right, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson. Does not sound familiar to me. Which is, he was he stood trial for what became known as the Devil Made Me Do It case. Ah. Yes. February 16th, 1981, Johnson was with his fiance, Debbie Glatzel, mm-hmm. and her two young cousins. Johnson was only 19. He lived with his fiance, their landlord, a man named Bono. Ah. Yeah. Sounds like a fun guy. Yeah, sounds like a fun dude. He treated the young couple to lunch, and he got very drunk. Oh, Bono. This, this Bono figure. Bono then seized <gasps> Debbie's nine-year-old cousin and would not let her go. Ew. Yes. So Johnson, like, returns to the house or something. Like, he wasn't there, and then he was, and he was angry, right? Well, sure. And, you know, yelling like, hey, let her go, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, Bono did yes. let the girl go. Uh, and Debbie tried to get in between uh, Johnson and Bono to prevent a fight or altercation. Why? Yeah, I don't know, but she did. He's a child grabber. That's weird. He's a, he's a child grabber. <laughs> um, and Johnson began growling. Oh. Like an animal. He pulled out a five-inch pocket knife and oh. he stabbed Bono repeatedly in the chest. Oh my goodness! I know, horrible things are happening here. Child grabbing, chest stabbing. Chest stabbing. Yes. So there were what they had said four to five significant wounds, mm. meaning any other stabs were just like little cuts or whatever. Yeah, like grazes. Yeah, but one of the stab wounds, one wound, meaning one knife thrust. Got it. Uh stretched from Bono's stomach to the base of his heart. Oh, what? Yes. Which, I don't know if you've ever held a five-inch pocket knife before. I have. Uh, That takes quite a bit of strength. Real quick, when you say a five-inch pocket knife, it is five inches from the base of the handle to the tip of the blade, or it is a five-inch blade? It's probably a five-inch blade. So it's a pretty big blade. Okay, I don't know. I I don't know that I have held a knife like that in my hands. I believe I've seen one. It's a pretty big blade, right? Mm-hmm. But that's difficult. Like that? For one one stab wound. I'm holding my fingers out. Is that about five inches? I, where Can is... you just look at it? Well, Eyeball I, it. I don't know. Dudes are supposed to be good at that. <laughs> I can't. Okay, look, look. That's probably one inch. Right. So we're just going to go one just... at a time. <laughs> Here. Just... Two. No, wait. Three, four, five. Okay. This is eight and a half. Okay. So halfway is six and a quarter. So... From Halfway is six end. and a quarter? Or five you mean and four? Quarter? Eleven and a half? Five. Said eight and, and a half at first. No, this is eleven and a half. Eight and a <laughs> half. No, so this is just eleven. Wow. 
So halfway. Five and a half. It's five and a half. So probably about there. Okay. Your hands have moved so much. <laughs> All the journey over. It's exactly the same. <laughs> sure. Anyway. <laughs> right. So that's weird. Yes. Okay. Got a stab wound that stretches from a dude's stomach to the base of his heart. Yeah. That's super gross. Now, it didn't say if it was just like a slice. I'm assuming not because it did say stab wound. Yeah. But. That makes it sound like it's it's penetrating from the stomach to the heart. In order to reach the base of the heart, he would have to cut through like six ribs. Ugh. Yeah. Ew. That's tough. I have never heard this before. It's tough to do. That's gross. Yeah. So obviously Bono died. I mean, I'd imagine. <laughs> and uh, police found Johnson about two miles away from the murder scene and he was arrested. Yeah. The very next day, someone came to the police and told them that Johnson was innocent, that he was possessed. A, a separate person? A separate person. Okay, who was this person? Lorraine Warren. Interesting. Interesting, yes. The plot has thickened. Yes, it has. The Lorraine Warren mm. of Ed and Lorraine yep. Warren. We've gone from like, you know, really watered down oatmeal to like pudding. Yes. <laughs> Some bread pudding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she said that he was possessed during the murder. He's not to blame. Um, however, the judge that was in charge of Johnson's case informed the jury that the lack of evidence uh, means that possession could not be considered for any case, including this one. And Johnson was found guilty of first degree manslaughter and was sentenced to 10 to 20 years, but he only <gasps> served five. Manslaughter? He got 10 to 20? Yes. It's crazy sounding. That is crazy sounding. Yeah. And he only served five. Oh, okay. So now you might be still wondering, like, why the fuck did Lorraine Warren just show up? <laughs> I, I am wondering that, and actually. And vouch yeah. for this guy. So this is where it gets real interesting. Okay. So Debbie had a, remember Debbie? I do remember Debbie. <laughs> the, the fiance. Yes. So she had a younger brother mm -hmm. named David. Okay. And... They have D's in the beginning of their name like you and I have J's. Uh-huh. So interesting. I didn't say it was interesting. That's so unique. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's lame. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't name us. Well. If I could, I'd be like as separate from you as possible. Yeah. Like I would have an A name and you would have a Z name. What would my name? Zod. <laughs> Zod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you would be what? Anastasia, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be more like April. <laughs> April. <laughs> Something really feminine and strong and, you know, intelligent sounding and obviously like charming and attractive. So. So ass, ass, <laughs> asshole, asshat, something like that. Maybe. Who knows? Aslin. <laughs> <laughs> so David, Debbie's younger brother. Yes. Uh, Sounds like an asshole. You said younger brother and right away. Right away. What, a, what an asshole. He began seeing things. And this is this is a little bit before the stabbing, killing of Bono. Right. Okay, so this is probably a few months, maybe a little longer. Um, David began seeing what he called an old man in their in their family home. Okay. He didn't live with them in their apartment. He lived somewhere right. else. He lived with, with the he lived in the, the Glatzel family home. Her Debbie's last name is Glatzel. It's Glatzel. Got it. Yeah, Glatzel. Mm. Yes. So the family thought at first that he was just trying to get out of doing chores, right? I mean, that's the classic excuse. Right. 
I've used like, that oh, one several times. I really don't want to do the dishes. Uh, hey, Jessica, there's a demon man standing in the kitchen. Can <laughs> you go? There's a scary red eyed old man staring at me. Yeah. I cannot sweep right now. So the family basically told him, like, yeah, tough shit, you little, <laughs> little faker. And David then told them that the old man had vowed to harm them and anyone else who entered their home. So the Glatzels moved out of their home. <laughs> oh, wow. That, that completely 180'd. Yes. They were like, yeah, well, let's, let's get the fuck out of here. Let's play safe, right? All right. But his visions continued of the old man. Oh. And the old man was now started, started to appear before him as a demonic beast. hooked up to the Bluetooth. Are you fucking kidding you me? You jumped like six inches into the I'm air. I'm talking about demons. <laughs> wow, that was hilarious. You yeah. jumped so high. Fucking dick. <laughs> it's like VR all over again. <laughs> anyway, David started seeing him as a demonic beast Yeah. who spoke Latin and threatened to steal his soul. He spoke Latin, but he knew what he was saying. Maybe, you know, like, I mean, there's certain words, you know, like, like a spirit of Stilo your solo or something, Ooh. you know? <laughs> right. Stilo to solo. Yes, it's very easy to translate. Yeah. I've heard. Yeah, certain you know. words might <laughs> uh-huh. might be easy. <laughs> Easier than others. Right. So the old man, now the demonic being, was not just, it. it the beef just wasn't just with being in the house. It was with them just no. in general. It was with David. With David. The the beast old man thing wanted David. The old beast. The old beast man. Wasn't just feeling beef with the whole family for being in the house. He went from having beef with anyone who entered the house to just David anywhere. Yeah, fuck David. Okay. Is what this beast was probably thinking. Okay, okay. So the family began hearing noises that came from the attic. Ew. But no one ever saw anything except for David. David kept seeing things in the attic. He kept going in there? Well, they must have told him. Go check, David. Yeah, take <laughs> David, little bitch. <laughs> Go check the attic. Uh, David kept having night terrors. He had strange behaviors, you know, scratches, bruises after sleeping. Oh, poor boy. Good old stuff. So the family was like, all right, something needs to happen. Something needs to be done here. And yeah. so they called the Catholic Church, who sent someone to bless their home. Uh, this uh, priest told the family that the house would no longer be be in danger anymore, would no longer have this demon up within it. Okay. Uh, but that was bullshit. Because, <laughs> because everything, all the symptoms that David had worsened uh, the next day. Exponentially, Yes, I and And now, on top of worsening, they also happened during the daytime. Because oh. before it was only at night. Oh. Now it was 24-7. <clears throat> Interesting. Yes. And 12 days later, the family summoned Ed and Lorraine Warren ah. to their home. Uh, the Warrens said that they could see a black mist that was next to David, mm -hmm. but they couldn't tell for certain what it was, but that they thought it was malevolent. Go on. Male <laughs> malevolent. Good job. Well is that, done. Is that the word? It is malevolent, yeah. yeah. Male-volent. <laughs> <laughs> Terry just says male-volent. <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> so the Warrens witnessed David being beaten and choked by invisible hands. How? 
<laughs> just watch this kid get the shit kicked out of him. He's just getting tossed around the room. Uh, They're taking notes. When questioned, uh, David would growl, hiss, speak in a voice that wasn't his. Interesting. And recite passages from the Bible. Ooh. Yeah. I, I assume he didn't know them before. I mean, I'm sure he did. He was Catholic. So but that's not so weird. Don't know, but it wasn't in his voice. The vo- Well, the voice thing, yeah, you mentioned that, but then you specifically said he was talking about the Bible. I don't know that that's weird. Yeah, it's I don't just know. all on its own. Don't know. Uh, with Eden, with with hand, invisible hands choking him, yeah. that, that does make it strange. Invisible hands beating and choking. <laughs> yes. Just beat the shit out of him and then choked him for uh-huh. good measure. Right. So Ed and Lorraine Warren were like, all right, like this is this is this isn't chill. <laughs> so they performed what they considered a minor exorcism. Just a little one. That just, I think that means it was on a minor. <laughs> I'm not sure. Minor with an E or minor with an O. Mm. It just, That's a good question. I'm, I don't know. Oh, no. you you poor child. I don't I don't even know what that means. Minor with an E means someone who works oh, like, in like mines. Oh, like a coal miner. <laughs> No, this wasn't this wasn't that kind of okay. Under, I understand. Yeah, there was no coal involved, no soot. Mm. Yeah. So, oh, hey, we'll, we'll say it's a lesser exorcism. How's that? I I I like that. I okay. appreciate that. So a lesser exorcism on a minor. Okay. A lesser minor exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the child murderers thing all over again. It is. So during the lesser exorcism, they Ed and Lorraine Warren noted that David levitated that he ceased breathing. Yikes. And... Now, hold on. Do they know that that wasn't just from invisible hands? It could have been invisible hands. Okay. But this is just what they what they witnessed. All right. They also witnessed David say something that to them at the moment meant nothing, but later on meant that the supernatural being that was within David could see the future. Okay. Because during the ex- exorcism, David said that Johnson would murder Bono. All right. Months before this. Okay. Yes. So in October of 1980, so this is uh, about six months before the murder took place. Okay. The Warrens had wrapped up what they thought to be the exorcism. Right. Right. The minor they, one. The Yes, the mining, mining one. Mm-hmm. And they went to the police and warned them that it's possible that something could happen to Bono. Before something happened. Six months before something did happen. Ooh, okay. Yes. All right. See, that carries weight. It does. Because I'm pretty sure, I'm not positive, I'm, especially when it's that time, but I'm pretty sure, even now, uh, cops, when they receive a report like that, have to take it down. Yes, they do. So it's in the record. Yes, it was. Six months before this person died, some rando came up and was like, yo, I'm psychic. He could die. He could totally get murdered. Yes. In a, in a really strange way. It's possible. So what the Warrens didn't know, they did not know this fact, was that during the exorcisms, Arnie, right, Johnson, Mm -hmm. he was there with them, right, helping to support his fiance's younger brother. Mm -hmm. He, after three days of an exorcism, had apparently made a deal with the creature possessing young David Mm. to possess him instead. Oh, that's sweet. Yes, so it did. Right. And he began showing all the same symptoms that David had, right? Getting, getting choked terrors, out by no one. Getting beaten and choked by invisible hands, the whole nine. Uh, but Johnson was a man, not a child, and he egged on the demon. Okay. 
the demon apparently viciously ran his car, like took control of his car and crashed into a tree. Okay. And he was perfectly fine. But still, that's what he says, is that it took over. Uh, Debbie witnessed him begin growling like an animal. He would begin drooling and just, you know, being very animalistic. Uh. Uh, and then uh, they, they, Debbie had called the Warrens and told them about this. Yeah. And the Warrens basically were like, you know, like, fuck. All right. Well. <laughs> like, hey, so I thank you for trying, but it, you know, it just leaped to bodies. Yeah. Got it. So... The Warrens uh, went to went, you know, to go back mm-hmm, to help mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. But they did tell him. They told Johnson that this demon had a home, right? They they knew that this demon had a home, which was a physical property, a physical like place in the world, which was they they knew that this demon lived in a well on their property, on the the Glatzel property. Okay. I think their goal was to exercise the demon. And then banish the demon. The well. And then banish it from the well once it was done. Okay. So they told Johnson um, beforehand when David was possessed that when the demon was possessing a physical body, mm-hmm. that the demon itself started to to grow a physical body. Ew! What? And that that body would be in the well. Ew! What? And so they told they told everybody, do not go to that well. So I think I think that was the thing was like. It was, it was like using a person to like life suck its own body. They told Johnson, do not go to the property and whatever you do, do not make eye contact with the demon. So- it, When? At, in the well? In the well. Do not make eye contact. Why, why not just don't go over to the well? They said, don't go to the property at all. But then they added if you go like, to the property, oh, but like in don't case go you to don't the well. listen, just don't make eye contact exactly. with it. Exactly. But Johnson, being, you know, tough macho man, went to the property, like, fuck this demon. went to the well, looked it in the eyes, and recalls nothing after that. He remembers going and seeing something in the well? He apparently recalls going and looking at the demon in the eyes. Ugh. And then that's it. Oh. Yes. And after, right after that, is the very next day, he had called in sick to work, went to hang out with his fiance Debbie, Bono and stabbed up. Bono in the chest repeatedly. Grabbed a child and... Yes. I mean, I gotta say, as far as demonic possession is concerned, the fact that his demonic possession would become violent and whip out a knife. Okay, can we just chill it with all of the, our extra noises that we make? Sorry. Anyway, it's, it's pretty convenient that this demon would get, like, in a stabby mood and whip yes. out a knife when there's this weird child grabber around and not just like at his fiance or one of the children. So I think that if if it was true and there was a possession and, and whatnot, yeah. that the demon had planned to kill all of the Glatzels. Similar to DeFeo. Yes. Okay. I think it wanted to kill the whole family because he, like I said, right, he made eye contact with it in the well, called in sick to work and went to spend the whole day with Debbie and her younger siblings and her younger cousins. Yeah. It just so happened that Bono got drunk and maybe pissed off the demon some way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I if it was going to happen, it's pretty convenient that it happened then and not later or before. Yeah. So there you have it. That is the Dang. devil made me do it case. Yeah. Crazy. Mhm. The wound is is weird. Strange. 
was like, I could, I well, could, I could wave that off. Like if what you're, if we're ever since we, we had that episode recording with dad. So let's say I was dad or even Dan Cummins. And I want to analyze this. All of that stuff is kind of like hearsay, like, well, who really saw it? Who right. was with you when you looked into the well? Probably no one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, uh, medical professionals and law enforcement personnel had to put in their reports that there was this weird ass wound uh, from his belly to to the base of his heart made with only a five inch blade, which should be impossible. Right. That's nasty. And it was a murder that was predicted by Six Lorraine months Warren. before. Yeah. Blech. Super gross. Yeah. What's gross about that is that if that's true and that's in the record, I'm sure it's like something you could look up. Uh-huh. If I did, I won't because I don't care that much. But well, if I did. Luckily for you, you won't have to look anything up. Because while doing my research, I found out that next year mm-hmm. comes The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, which is about this entire thing. Ah, wonderful. So that is 2021. We will be able to watch this <laughs> and not have to read anything else. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Same, actually. I mean, I guess I don't know because The Conjuring, the British one with the little girls, like The Conjuring 2, I think. I think that was the second. The Conjuring 2 was with the nun. Are you sure? I thought that was Insidious. Nope. The Conjuring 2 had the nun. Remember the painting? Yes. That's The Conjuring 2. What was the one with the little British girl? It wasn't Insidious. No, that was The Conjuring 2. The nun is also in the same movie as the little girl? I never saw it, so I wouldn't know. Yes. Okay. Oh, no, you might be thinking Annabelle. No. There were two Annabelle movies. You might be thinking one of them. I don't think so. Um, Okay. Conjuring 1. Obviously, you know what that is. That was dope. Yeah. Conjuring 2. Had the nun. And the little British girl, I thought. I think so. So why do you keep arguing with me? I'm not. Why I'm, not just say, I think so. I think you're right. I said, I think that's so. that's what but, I think too. And then, then we But then you're saying, on. you're saying that the nun wasn't there. And I'm like, I no, know, I know, I'm not I know saying- for Yeah, that's, uh, that's gross. Yeah. Gross stuff. I would prefer to think that, you know, like the, to think like some of the naysayers out there that Lorraine and the other Warren. Ed. <laughs> yeah. Um, were just like money grubbers and liars and stuff. That's that would be easier to stomach. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Instead of like fucking demons cruising around at the bottom of wells waiting for people to make eye contact with them. Yeah. Don't make eye contact Mm-mm. with demons at the bottom of wells. No, just don't look in the bottom of wells. Right. I feel like that's just good advice in general. Right. Well, because what now that you know, it's possible for a demon to be down there that you can make eye contact with. Well, plus like try to think about everyone who has ever fallen in a well, mm-hmm. were they walking by a well? Were they, you know, looking from a distance at a well? No, all of every single one was looking inside of it right. when they fell in. Right. Just don't look in a well. Yeah, solid. Yeah, that's good advice. Yeah. Let's spin the wheel. Okay. Good, you. good job. You, you did it on the first try. You had was, the microphone yeah, a perfect was, distance away. It was a good loud spin. Mm-hmm. Well, Jessica, we landed on shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. Um, I am at a loss at the moment. You go for it. Also at a loss? No. Okay. So I looked up what shower thoughts are. Yeah. Because I don't know what to say. I saw four different definitions that were basically all weird thoughts you have only in the shower. Right. Or when you're doing something mundane and routine, kind of like the shower. But then it also said, Trending right now is on Urban Dictionary is the definition of watermelon sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that song. Uh-huh. Here's the definition because you asked like, okay, well, what is that? Yeah. 
it's fucking sugar from a watermelon. <laughs> what the fuck did you expect? <laughs> in the in the example sentence sentences, it says watermelon sugar sounds great. What the fuck are you talking about? It's a song. Oh shit. I should change the definition then. It's too late. You posted it. Someone is already reading it. Shit. Wow. That wasn't funny. No. <laughs> uh, it also says watermelon sugar, the name for a type of street heroin. Ayo. Ah, it all makes so much more sense now. I like to think that that song's about street heroin. I, it's comforting. Yeah. It's a nice thought. I'm good with that. We'll move on from there. Um, hmm. Shower thought. Here's a shower thought for you. Okay. What, like at what point in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Did I make the decision to go right instead of left? where I ended up here and not like a famous, you know, actor or something. That sounds like a high thought. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It sounds like you're smoking pot. It doesn't sound like you're in the shower. Yeah. No. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. Um, sometimes when, uh, you know, cause random shit just pops up into your head in the shower. Um, I have wondered in the shower, what would have happened if I'd listened to, I believe it was two, maybe three different psychics. Uh-huh. That told me when I was like, it was like my senior year of high school that I heard it for the first time. And then I heard it like once or twice more when I was like community college age, that no relationship I had before the age of 26 was going to be a serious relationship. And if it was, it would end badly. And I should make sure it didn't become a serious one. That if I waited until I was 26, I would have met the man of my dreams. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's not like a, like, like I'm wistful, like, I wonder what would have happened. What, what, what could have been type of thing? It's more creepy. Um, like it's scary to me, like God, like what, what would my fate have been if I waited? And like, I listened to what they said and I waited because I'm Terry and I are super happy. But one of the psychics that gave me this advice told me, uh, and I remember this because it was the month week before we got married. It, and uh-huh. it was, I was just fucking around. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, it was like, we were just, there was a psychic there and it was like, oh, you know, that's fun. You want to pay 20 bucks to learn your future? Sure. She's like, you're either not in a relationship right now, or you're not in one that's going to last. She goes, are you in a relationship? And I said, yes, I am. She goes, okay. Is it a serious relationship? She's like, cause I feel like if you, even if you tell me yes, it's not one that you have had for a long time. And I said, okay, I, I consider it a serious relationship, but no. We haven't been dating for a long time. She said, okay, um, well, hey, I understand that this is unpopular to say, but I'm not one of those, you know, those psychics who's just in it to give you the good news, you know, because you'll pay more. Uh, I've got bad news for you. And I was like, okay, I mean, give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and dig she's it, like, dig, dig, dig me. <laughs> dig me. And so she goes, uh, I've got some bad news for you. She's like, this guy, is he hot tempered? And I was like, oh my God, yeah. Oh my God, he's a Marine. He is hot-tempered. She's like, okay, well, she's like, if I were you, she's like, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what to do or anything. She's like, I would just be mindful, um, watch for red flags, because what I'm seeing here is that he's going to be abusive towards you. And mm. I was like, oh no, what do you mean? Yeah. She's like, I see here that his his anger might get a little out of hand a couple of times that he might get violent with you. He might, he might beat you. He might beat and choke you. And I was like, Oh really? And I'm playing along. Like there's absolutely no way Terry would ever do anything like that. Uh-huh. He never has. So I'm, I'm trying not to laugh at this point. So I'm sitting there. I was like, Oh God, when is this going to happen? And she was like, Oh, well I have a date here. And I was like, Oh shit. Tell me when And she's like, if he hasn't hit you yet. And I, you don't need to tell me that. 
I mean, if you're in trouble, please tell me, but please don't feel like you have to. And I was like, I got it. I mean, when is this going to happen? It hasn't happened yet. And she was like, okay. Um, and she held my hands and she was like, well, I just, I see here that, um, I mean, at least by January, sometime in January, you're going to have a terrible fight with him. And if that's not the first time he's violent with you, it will just be an, an additional time that he is. He may be violent with you before then. And I was like, oh no, that's awful news. And she's like, I know, but there's a silver lining. And I was like, please give it to me. I need, I need something to lift right. my spirits. And so she said, uh, um, this relationship isn't going to work out. It's doomed to fail. And I was like, oh, mm. that makes me so sad. And she was like, I know, I'm sorry. But when it's over, after it is, I see here, you will meet your soulmate, the person you are supposed to be with when you are 26. And so when I turned 26, I was like, who the fuck am I supposed to meet? Like, what's going to happen? Did it have like any, any did, weight to it at all? Will I even meet someone who, who did, who did you meet when you were 26? I don't fucking know. No one's significant. I didn't, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, how old were you when you met? Hey, Oh God. Well, he was married already. So, so doesn't, that's doesn't not the, psychic, that. the psychics don't care. That would never happen. Hey. He's so awkward. <laughs> that has to get cut, by the way, because they might listen. They won't listen. They might. They won't listen. They could. Even if they do listen to, let's just say, they they pick a random episode. This uh -huh. is the one. And they start listening. They'll stop <laughs> really quickly in. They won't get to this point. Okay. Well, anyway. Hey. Uh, I, did, I, just, I did have I did, a shower thought, though. I did not find him attractive. So that, that wasn't it. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, I did have a shower thought. Okay. Do you think that, that people that work for the post office have a favorite mailbox and a mailbox that they fucking hate, <laughs> whether that's like a specific house that they hate or like if it's literally like just a style of mailbox, they're like, oh yeah, like I fuck with this mailbox, you know? <laughs> and then like another style of mailbox, they're like, God, like can't believe I have to put my fucking hands on this mailbox. Anywhere near this stupid fucking mailbox. I do. Yeah. I bet yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, we know what I don't like is when people have mailboxes that look like tiny houses Mm, or like yeah. little castles or bird cages or like, like bird houses. Yeah. I don't like that. No, it's gross. I hate it. I think it's stupid. It is stupid. Yeah. Don't decorate your mailbox unless it's something adorable. Like it's just a regular mailbox, but your kids like, you know, put little like handprints on it or something like that's cute because it's, it involves the children. But if you, uh, or if it was like a joke, you know, like if for like Halloween, you put like a wig on it and made it look like. A monster or something that'd be kind of funny maybe but that's just for like a decoration that's not like making your mailbox look like this for your for like if you like like oh look at this i built a castle that will be my mailbox <laughs> like you're a douchebag and i can't wait until someone runs it over <laughs> <laughs> like kendall today <laughs> kendall ran over a mailbox oh my god i forgot you weren't there <laughs> yeah oh no Whose mailbox? So, it was the neighbor right across the street. She was pulling out of the driveway and just didn't stop. <laughs> and so she hit his mailbox. She had just left the house. So we're all sitting on the couch, still talking, um, you know, doing our Bible study thing. Right. And she, she calls Ricky's phone and he's like, oh, hold on. It's Kendall. And we're all like, didn't she just leave? And the volume on Ricky's phone was just really loud. So he didn't have it on speaker or anything, but we all heard her say, oh my God, I just hit Tom's mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I just backed into Tom's mailbox and all, he didn't say a word. He just put his head in his hands and just stayed quiet for a while. 
I start laughing. I take my phone out and I go run outside. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she was pulling away and I didn't want to make the neighbor uncomfortable because I guess he was there to witness all of it. (laughs) Uh. So he was standing by the mailbox, like trying to put it back up and fix it. And she was uh, in the road waiting for Ricky to come out and like handle it because she had somewhere she had to go. Uh Um, It was pretty funny. Apparently, according to Ricky, um, every single car they have owned, Kendall has backed it into something at least one time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kendall. It's depth perception, man. That's my issue. That's why it's really difficult for me to parallel park. Parallel. (laughs) (laughs) I can't parallel. (laughs) It's really hard for me to parallel park Uh the first time with no like having to adjust. Oh, I can do it easy. I can't. Yeah. I've done it a couple of times, but full disclosure, it's all been on accident. None of none of my like perfect parallel parkings were on purpose. You just you pull up next to the car in front, like you get as close to it as you can. Uh-huh. You jam your wheel all the way to the right. Jam. You go, and then until you're right about to hit the curb, you jam your wheel all the way left. Right, but and see, whoop, that's the in. step I can't do. Cause you said move it till you're right about to hit the curb. I cannot determine that from where I'm sitting in the driver's seat. Ah. Uh. It's, I'm telling you, it's depth. I freak out. I was laughing with uh, Sam. I took Sam to the airport. The Dallas Fort Worth airport is like, all of it is really narrow, like curb roads. Oh no. And the rims on our fucking Malibu are all scraped up and stuff from me hitting curbs. (laughs) And so I was like, oh shit, my weakness. (laughs) So we're pulling into the airport and Sam was like, oh God, Jessica, so many curbs. I'm like, I know, I don't know what I'm going to do. What is this autotopia? Yeah, that's what it looked like. By by the way, I just, uh, side note, I hate airports and how confusing it is to get around them. There's Uh signs everywhere and thank God, but it's still, I, we had to like redirect at least once. So did Terry. Um, anyway, um, depth perception, possibly a lady problem, certainly a problem with me. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm trying to remember what we were talking about in the beginning. We said shower thoughts. How did we get here? Let's map it out. Shower thoughts. Okay. We talked about shower thoughts. We brought it up. You thought it'd be fun to tell you a whole story about a psychic stuff that has nothing to do with a shower thought. I think about it in the shower. Okay. It is literally a shower thought. I talked about mailboxes. About we talked about Kendall running over a mailbox. <laughs> yeah. And then we talked about how you're a shitty driver. I No, my driving is fine. Unless there's curbs. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if there's curbs, I'm fucked. Fucking watch out. <laughs> Something terrible is going to happen. God. Um, but yeah, that's, there you go. That's my, my commentary on your shower thought. Well, right on. So we're done. We're done. Yeah, uh, if you've listened to this point and you're still listening, thanks. Uh, feel free to email us. You can send us uh, next week's topic idea, maybe, or the following week if you're late mm-hmm, on that, mm-hmm. uh, at fanmail at threeshotsin.com. You, you, can, can, you can send a lot of stuff to that. Yeah, I mean, really anything you want. It can be praise. It can be, you know, you just want to, you know, give us some feedback on some stuff. Maybe there's some stuff you really liked. Um, maybe there's stuff you absolutely hated and you just need us to know it. Please send us that. Yeah. Let us um, know. And I, I wanted to say, I don't know if you checked the uh, the statistics. I have not. For the podcast recently. No. We had a little had a little explosion of oh. uh, popularity. Did we? Yeah. We had two listens in Japan. Oh. Like ayo. six in Canada. 
Uh-huh. That doesn't sound super impressive to all of you, but it's pretty cool for us that like foreign people are listening to the podcast because yeah. we didn't imagine we'd be funny to anybody but people who were no. exactly like Dude, us. We're in like 50 countries. Yeah. Like how? Yes. Slovenia. <laughs> yeah. Tuned in. Yeah, yeah. Germany's still number one on the list, though. Mm hmm. Germany is still the number one foreign country. Yep. Germany. Uh, yeah. And then we had um, a decent number of listens in like Kentucky. Yeah. And uh, of course, Wisconsin, Arizona came back. You know, it's probably mom. Um, Tennessee. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's pretty exciting. Uh, so to all of you, uh, we just uh, gave you our email address if you ever want to reach out to us. And if you really enjoyed what you listened to and you'd like to support us, you can visit uh, threeshotsin.com. That'll take you to our Patreon. Um, that's about it. That, that wraps her up. Yeah, that is it. One thing I think we should start announcing. Okay. We go live every Saturday at 10.30 p.m. 10.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time. Central Time. So if you're in, if you're on Pacific Time, that's what, 8.30? And if you're on Eastern Time, that is 11.30. I, I mean, I think so. I'm not positive on yeah, that. Yeah, I'm really not positive on that at all. I know, I don't, but, I don't know. We, uh, Jacob Texas and I Texas Time, literally, it is 10.30. Jacob you and I can figure it out. just learned the difference between CST and CDT. I still am unconvinced. Unconvinced of what? That there is a, that There that is exists. a difference at all? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, anyway- uh, we go live. We, we take all the shots you hear us taking in the beginning of the episodes. We go live for those. Um, I'm going to talk to you after this about possibly making that not on Instagram, but we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. And we'll let you know sometime. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of three shots in later, later skaters. Yeah. Skaters Sh and, sh and triple shooters and motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah.